Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, that's right. We're glad you could join us. It's time to sit back, get comfortable, talk about some weird stuff, and just chill for a while. Welcome to After Hours with the Rise Guys. Here's Madman at nine. Yes, sir. What is up? What's up, Matthew? We're back again for the 16th episode. 16th week in a row. That's right. That means uh, we're going about four months. Yeah, something like that. About four months of us. I'm going to retire after 12 months. Okay. That'll work. I can't say if I'm going around. I might keep going around. Uh, yeah. I'm not. Spoiler alert. I didn't think you would. No. It's a pleasure to do this show. Welcome to episode 16, as 9 says. I'm Batman. He is 9. And, uh... Known as the Rise Guys. Yeah, man. This is the Rise Guys After Hours. We appreciate you if you listen to this, if you listen to the other shows, if you listen to both. We love you guys. Yes, very much so. I enjoy your entire body. I enjoy the rest of you as well. Your ears and brain, probably. You know, I guess your fingers, you know, for interacting with us. Yeah, yeah. And generally, just you as a person, we enjoy. Most. Most. So, one thing that I, I want to do on today's show, and you have to pardon this, but last week I was like, hey, what an interesting thing would be to contact us and let us know where you're listening to the podcast. Like, at work, at the gym, do you have your earbuds in, pretending to be on a Zoom call and not paying attention, whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, I had them earmarked, but now that's not available to me. Mm, yeah. So throughout, I'm going to also be thumbing through my interaction feed and uh, reading a few. Okay. Um, but P1 uh, Irish Rob, remember Rob Coacher from my episode four? We couldn't understand if it was Coacher or Cocker. Yeah. I don't remember what it, the answer was. But anyway, he's uh, he, he listens to us uh, on the way home from work. That's his thing. So he, I guess in the mornings, listens to the Rise Guys morning show on the way home. He keeps listening to the same show over and over again that week. Okay. On the way home. Oh, the same one over and Big over again. Big fan. Yeah, that's funny, man. Um, yeah, I heard from all kind of people when we asked where they listen to After Hours with the Rise guys, you know, and it, it's it, all kind of places. I mean, I heard from one lady, uh, Big P1. She listens on Friday. Big girl, is she? Not, 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 not that kind oh, of Oh, I see. Big in her yeah. fandom. Yeah, but she listens every Friday because she goes in the, and, and cleans a few houses for people. When she's uh, doing that, she listens to uh, both podcasts, but it works in after hours then. Okay. Yeah, but huh. I think she listens to the Friday morning Rise Guys morning show and then after hours while she cleans houses on Fridays. Heard from uh, Big P1 on Twitter who listens up in Maine. He moved up there a while, several years ago and still listens. Um, and then we, a guy. Are from, you talking about Chris? Chris uh, Joker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he he's very impractical. Regularly, I chat with him a lot. If you want to talk to me, I'm nine from TRG on Snapchat. I like to talk to y'all. Uh, plenty of you realize that because I talk to you quite a bit. Yes. Spend a lot of time talking to people. Listen to us. 
Probably more than most people who do this for a living. You're probably right, Jim. Uh, uh, another guy uh, from Shelby, North Carolina, lives. He moved up to DC a few years ago, and uh, he he's, he listens to After Hours now. What part of DC? Washington. <laughs> yeah, I want to say, uh, and, and another one I wanted to say, what's up to is, um, you know, they, they didn't sign it, but I could just read the Twitter name, but I'm not quite sure how to. Is that Schmitty Beats? Yeah, might Schmitty be. Beats. Might be Schmitty Beats. Uh, says, uh, really, really love the new podcast. I can remember listening to TRG as long as I can remember, and this podcast has been awesome for a little history and behind the scenes, plus free format at O'Matthew and at Nueve is like something. We've always needed and didn't know that we wanted. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> exactly. You always needed this. Didn't know you wanted it, but you needed it. And another thing that I learned after last week's episode, if you haven't heard it yet, episode 15 is uh, is uh, incredible. It was fun. Uh, people are really into twine. Who knew? I know, man. I know. People really like uh, big, large balls of twine. I know. People were tweeting at me uh, the emoji of yarn. Yeah. And I yeah. understood what they you were saying. You know what they meant. I got it. Like a cat. Yeah. Um, Cat was dead. Cat's dead. Call back. Yeah. What, from yesterday's uh, TNC? No, oh, like 20 years ago. God, you got to go back. You have to listen to our, our morning show with the truth and consequences from uh, Tuesday's show. That was funny. That that poor old man. That's sad because there's still a dead cat or some Somebody, kind of animal. Some, there's some animal that's gone. He said it smelled like a pole cat. It might have been a skunk. Yeah, but he was so drunk that he thought it was his daughter's cat. Yeah. It's a whole thing. You yeah. got to listen to it. Come find out he's a big drinker. Yeah, big, big drinker. Big, not like that kind of big, but he drinks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he's a volume drinker. And uh, who hasn't been in their life over the age of 21, besides my mother? Well, you know what, man? We kind of strong-armed into it for a big portion of our adult lives because we've just been in all these places where people are drinking and partying because it's what goes on there. People, I mean, we've been, done a lot of work at bars and stuff. Without question, people often ask me, hey, do you guys drug test? And then... Uh, we have jobs, don't we? Well, and and then uh, I'm, I, I say, no, we don't do that. I said, but you do have to drink to work there. Yeah. Because think about how hard that would be if we were like straight edge people. Yeah, we, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, there's beer fridges all over this building. There's one in the sales area. There's at least one mini fridge that says stocked with beer. There's usually beer when, I mean, when the office has office people working it, there's usually beer in the fridge downstairs, the big one. Yes. And then that little one up front by the receptionist usually has beer in it. There's beer all over this building all yeah. the time. And it, it, you would have to, uh, you know, like if we were known for not being drinkers, we wouldn't have the, you know, the company wouldn't have the beer. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, it just, it, this kind of goes with it. Plus, if you're around it that much and you like to do it, you're going to do it. And we've been, we've been around it a lot. We were talking. Whew. I think part of it, I think this was one of those things where we were talking about this last episode or maybe one before. And we're like, dude, we could do a whole episode, a whole podcast episode of like the worst gigs we've done. Yeah. Is that still, a, you know a lot of band people, 90. They call it gigs or oh, they yeah. call it uh, dates? I mean, this whole thing, the, the whole uh, pandemic has affected the gig-based economy. It's gigging. What about people who have dates coming up? Uh, they're going out with someone. Jezebels. Yeah. Jezebels. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's still gigs, you know. You're playing a gig. You're working a gig. Gigging. Gigging's a good word. Yeah. Um, we've had some some awful ones. We've really, had a lot really of great bad. ones too, but oh, the I ones, know what it was. The ones we were you remember about, more fondly are the bad ones. We were talking about them uh, trying to pay you and Dr. Pepper. Yeah, yeah. Not Dr. Pepper, the company, tried to pay you in pallets of Dr. Pepper in, in lieu of currency. Yeah, yeah. That's something else. Yeah. Um, Big fan of Dr. Pepper, bigger fan of money. We, you know, here, here's the other thing too. 
I'm not um boy, this you know, you know what's very odd about this podcast? It ends up being like therapeutic for me. It does. I don't know what that is. But when I first started uh in broadcasting, mm-hmm. um when uh, I found out I was going to be a dad, I said, hey, here's the thing. I'm not going to do uh, appearances at gentlemen's clubs anymore. And you missed out on some great nights. Well, but then again, I didn't turn down oil wrestling. Not me personally, but going and being a paid whatever. You also didn't turn down Foxy Boxing or the Fake Orgasm Contest or the Girls Going Wild gig. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's been some some seediness, like it, not if if. But you didn't have to do Monday night football live at a strip club on Christmas, like I did one year, which was just I, I was excited to go just to see who was at the strip club on Christmas. Don't tell me the number, but was there a, a multiplier? Like, did you get time in half for your parents? So with it being on Christmas, was there a you know, hey, it's Christmas, give them double standard fee. Wow. Which is still good money. Well, I know, but you get in negotiation. Mm, no, mm-hmm. With these guys? Shit. Well, listen. Have it. <laughs> you get it. Um, you know, I think the one thing that we, we've we alluded to this on the other show, and even on this one, I think is what even spurred that thing was uh, the Girls Going Wild event that we participated in. Yes, it was, it was legendary in our minds. And legendary, it's of legendary stature. Um, it's just that... Most of the people who were there that night would never admit to it and probably haven't spoken of it since. I but, have to because it's on my taxes. But we're those guys who will talk about it all these years later. Yeah. it. I don't know that it ever came back, so it, it's probably very accessible on the internet. But uh, it was it was the only time that I know that Girls Gone Wild came to pretty much pertinent the campus yeah. of Clemson University. Oh, yeah. They were right across the street at a legendary establishment. Yes. Um, is that the Esso Club? I yeah, mean, it's it's informational. Yeah, it was the, at the Esso Club. They had it that night. And, uh, well, here's the thing about how Girls Gone Wild works. You know, the, the Girls Gone Wild videos used to be around before that guy wound up getting into a bunch of trouble and doing some prison time or whatever. I've heard of them, yes. Yeah, but the, the, the way it worked was that they would go to, like, South Beach or or uh, or Panama City Beach. Yeah. They would go there. South Padre Island. They would go where there were girls. Yeah. And that's how they found girls to go wild. They went to where the girls were already going wild. They were already wild, yeah. But then later on, they start having their own events because the company grows before and ultimately dies out because of this, I think. They start having their own events where they go and set up, and this is this is backwards and this is dumb as hell. This is plain stupid in, it, in, in, in terms of their business. What's up, Joe Francis? They go so set up and they say... Well, you know what? We'll just sit up here and the girls will come to us, mm-hmm. which did not work because that's not how that works. And that's not how they got started either. They got started by going and finding the girls who were already going wild, not inviting them to a parking lot. Exactly right. It's like bum fights. They didn't put out a, a you know a call, a casting call for bums to come fight. No, no. They went to where there were bums and they paid them in, in very little money to fight each other. Cans of soup they got paid in. A, and Dr. Pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever was handy. Whatever here's, was here's handy. some mad dog. Looks like yes. antifreeze. Have it. Uh, but but this time it was one of those girls going wild events where they roll up with their big tour bus kind of thing and they have like a stage set up and then they are in, inviting and encouraging the girls to come out there and go wild. Right. So you know how ladies' night works at a bar. This worked like that. Yeah, girl. This worked where there were, I want to say probably 
six to eight hundred dudes in that parking lot that night. I heard a thousand. Might have been. It was packed. Drunk, rowdy as hell, horned up. <laughs> and I don't remember for sure, but it was either four or five girls. I don't either. It was either it four was, or five. It was uh, more than three, but less than six, but I don't remember the number. It was one of the most uncomfortable situations I've ever been in in my life in terms of fearing for the safety of this very small number of women in this crowd of completely deviant, intoxicated men. Yeah, because they were screaming, show this, show that, and if you didn't, they would immediately call you the number one word that you call a woman that you should never call a woman that some, you know, it starts with a C. The, the rest of the world says casually about anybody all the yeah. time. But it's See a big you deal. in Toledo. But it's a big deal over here, man. Don't say it. Right. Even the rest of the world uses it casually. Yeah. I agree with the rest of the world on this one. But we're okay to call somebody a douchebag when you think about it. Oh, any time. Any time. Yeah. But, so, yeah, this is the event we're at. And, man, it was a mess. I, I, the whole night, I, I think I, I saw one girl flash the crowd. That's all I all I basically saw the whole time I was there. Um, I, yeah. It wasn't, just wasn't much going on. And that was the girl that we worked with her. <laughs> Remember? No, I, I swear to it God. Was I don't. Not very, very briefly like, we, we like, worked with her, but yeah. It doesn't matter. I did not know that. You can share it with me uh, later. I don't remember her name at all, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't remember her name. Not even even a hint of the first or last name, but Mm. she worked here very briefly. And that's all. The only reason I remember her at all is because she flashed the crowd at Girls Gone Wild and she wound up with a Girls Gone Wild t shirt as a reward for flashing the crowd. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Man. Like if you imagine if your 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 mom passes away or is it not your mom anyone's mom and you start going through her belongings and you find a bunch of uh, beads, like if if your mom has tons of beads and Benoit balls, she works for the I don't not the anal ones but the the ones they throw at you when you show you titties. Oh yeah yeah that one. Worry about mama. For some reason, you say beads. I don't think about Mardi Gras flashing well, anymore. I think you're about the same anal way beads. with plugs. When I was saying the other day, yeah, he's my plug, and you're like butt plugs. I'm like, no, he's like my connection. We'll see that one. I go both ways on. He's my uh, very ACDC on that one. He sure got voltage. Yeah. Um, yeah. For some it, whenever somebody talks about a plug, I think cocaine. Like, what? What are you doing on hard drugs you, over here? You really That's what I've heard people say. Plug. Well, it's like when I see the wet emoji now on yeah. like Twitter or something, I immediately think. Yeah. Wap. Whenever I've heard people talk about uh, wanting, wanting to buy reefer, it's dude man or dispensary if you lived in the civilized world. And uh, whenever I've heard them talk about doing uh, harder stuff, it's usually the plug. You know, since Gaffney gets screwed over by the entire state of Georgia, even though Gaffney gave them an entire monument talking about peaches, they should just start calling it, saying it's a it's big ass. Well, South Carolina grows more peaches than Georgia, but it isn't even in the conversation with the number grown in California. Yeah, you're right. So... Trying to paint the picture here, I I don't know the year. I, I want to say it was '05 in my head. '05 or '06 seemed about right for the girls going wild. It was here. right after your return. Yeah, shortly thereafter. Yeah, and I can remember. I almost felt like we were being baited in a way, like the feds are going to come in right now. Lord, they should have. It was a mess. It was in man. It was also that time when, like at concerts or or even. Uh, Really, anywhere like a, a bar. If if a woman was, especially if she just got new breasts or whatever, she wanted to show them to you, and and or people would start the chant, show your, and well, if she was the one, if she got them and you knew she had them, as if she talked about them a lot, it's because she wanted to show them. Certainly, remember the guy that came up to us at uh, the certain bar that said, "Hey, uh, 
Got got a new addition to the family. Right? Yeah, the baby's like, no, she got new blankies. Oh sure. yeah, yeah. And right she there. lifted them right yeah. there in the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. The uh, money well spent. Uh, that that girl. We've been in some questionable places. We've been in some seedy ass places in our careers doing this, doing appearances. We've been to some seedy joints. Well, with girls going wild too, like you said, that was their promotion. They, in other words, they hired us as advertising or, mm-hmm. or whatever. It wasn't influencing them, but whatever. They hired the, they bought the location to have it there. Yeah. You know, they rented out the location, and then they threw their own thing. And it, man, it, the the thing I remember is the videos. They're all you know model esque type girls, and you see the inside of the bus, and it's all yeah. You know, that bus was not the. It was a gimmick bus. Yeah, it was. It was even the seediest places we've ever been. Now the Esso Club is not a seedy place. It's right there in Clemson by the stadium. It's a Legendary. landmark down there. But considering all the seedy places we've been, I've never felt as uncomfortable as I did at the Girls Going Wild event because the atmosphere at the Girls Going Wild event was. I don't know how to describe it. To say it was. It felt rapey in the air. It was. It was an embarrassing moment to be a man. It was. It yeah. wasn't just embarrassing to be us. It wasn't just embarrassing to be there. It was an embarrassing moment to be a man. That was an event that you'd probably say, oh, you went and did your two hours and probably hung out. No. <clears throat> like, oh, one. Like, if it was 9 to 11, 11, oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're already in the car. Out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of those things where... Ever since that night, I've been really cool with the demise and the diminishing <laughs> returns of things like gear and loaded and nuts and stuff in FHM. Because that that, that night showed me how ugly that sort of culture got. How ugly it got when you went below stuff like on that, that kind of man show level. Because yeah. when you went un- beneath that level, it just, man, it got ugly and bad. And we saw plenty of that between that and Foxy boxing and pudding wrestling and jello fighting and fake orgasm contests and other places. Speaking of seedy places, those were that's where those went on. Yeah, we definitely won't name any. Uh, well, half of them are closed now. But the, the fake orgasm contest, this I, we called it the Big O contest. Yeah. Okay. And that was a place that I believe is gone. Raising Canes was the bar. It's gone. Yeah. So what they did, they up on stage, they would put up a, a bed sheet. With a with a light behind it, and you, in other words, you'd see the silhouette of the person standing there, yeah, with a microphone. Yeah, they have a little spotlight on the ground shining up at the bed sheet to cast the silhouette on the sheet. Yeah, and then we would be on the microphone saying, "Hey, let's." What first of all, it was not easy to get people up there to do that. No, because I mean, the bar Thank was half. It was hell. There were eighteen people in the whole building, including us and the staff. It was real hard. <laughs> was it that bad? And everybody who was a customer was just there to shoot pool. And you know, eventually, I. I once you got a couple going, hey, it's Stacy from Pelzer. Let's hear your, uh, what it sounds like when you have an orgasm. Like, I, I never talk like that in real life, but I can't say the way that I would really talk like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was basically a bunch of us just kind of joking about the whole thing. Not a, you can't take it very seriously, but yeah, I mean, using terms we can't really use right now as much. Yeah. Considering the volume with which we used them out there, oh but, sure. It, it, I mean, and plus times change, phrases change, things come and go. Yeah, but then, but then, Stacy from Pelzer, whoever would go back behind the uh, the sheet with a microphone and start moaning and hollering and carrying on, hitting herself in the crotch with the microphone. Yeah, 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 and then just doing like the a real like aggressive redneck ass version of the Sleepless in Seattle scene, and then she, but graphic with a lot of cussing. And if there's a Stacy from Pelzer that was there, we just totally made up that name. We'll Probably. call her. We'll call her Antoinette from uh, 
Batcave. You ain't got to worry about it. it. Plays a long way from Pelzer. Well, she uh, if 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 it, she didn't do very good because she was likely there with a man or a boyfriend, husband, Small whatever. Get timid. If she didn't do very good, that come on, baby, do it like you do it for me. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, fake it like you do it for Jimmy over here. Not I me. I look back behind Jimmy. the curtain to see, like you know, you good. You you're fine if you want. And she, the, the lady looked scared to death, like, I I better give a full-on session right now. Yeah, a lot of times you could tell, too, that it was like the, the husband's idea for her to go back there, and she was just not comfortable with it, and she'd get timid back there, kind of let yeah. him down. Now, you mentioned the mud wrestling. I remember a specific one in Spartanburg that I know is closed down. Yeah, but uh, I want to do something before you get to the pudding wrestling. Okay. I want to get to the, the, the grand prize. because I don't remember. The fake the orgasm o. contest, we did multiple times, multiple appearances. Oh, yeah. It was like tournament-style fake orgasm contest. It wasn't just one night. Do you remember the, the grand prize winner of the finals? The what, two, they won? The two girls who went back there together. And it, they weren't oh. really doing the fake O contest. You could just see their silhouettes and hear them giggling while they made out with each other, and that's what won. And they were really getting on each other. Oh, yeah, they were. Yeah. They were scissoring and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they were all about it. But that, that's what won. Not a fake orgasm, but two girls kissing. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. That was the other thing of around that same time of I never I never quite understood why we thought that was so sexy as men in bars when two girls would start kissing because it was ultimately saying we are none of you can make us happy right now we're just gonna turn heel and go with the opposite sex and we cheered for that there were like five years in America where the absolute best thing that could happen was two straight girls kissing yeah. <laughs> I don't Man, know why. We come I don't from a, know a, why. A damaged ass generation when we used to go out and party. Oh, I still do, but it's not like that anymore. Yeah, I still do too. It, it isn't like that now. It's 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 better. We've classed the joint up a little bit. A little, yeah. Because I was saying I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because we have done lingerie twister yeah. in the studio. We have women would come in uh, years ago. Uh, we'd have a twister board laid out. They would put on their sexiest lingerie and uh, you know play around. We did full contact. I had to tell one of them lingerie twister girls to hush her lips. That's true, man. Mm-hmm. She, she wasn't was, even talking. The mic wasn't even near her. Yeah. Uh, we had did full contact musical chairs where a, a woman got speared. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That wasn't mm. sexually gratifying. But we did, you know, a, a game called, um, what was the one where we would tell them to almost sound like they're having an orgasm talking about uh, their favorite breakfast food. I don't remember the name, but... What you said, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. So, you know, it was kind of reflecting that. But you even know listening. Wake and fake. Wake and fake, thank that's you. What it was, yeah. Listening to uh, the Rise Guys morning show, we have classed it up a little bit. Yeah, we've we kind of gone. We still say dildo and stuff. We, but. And butt plug. We've kind of gone along with society on a lot of those things, though. Yeah, but some of it, it's, I think a lot of it comes with age. I think a lot of it comes with certainly the climate changing, not the, the global warming, but the, uh, you know, like I told you earlier, Jimmy, I said I said the word bitch yesterday, and I was talking about a guy, but I imagine a lot of women may have heard that and scoffed at it. And I was like, 
Nine times out of ten, when I say it, I'm talking about a guy. Yeah, absolutely. But that's just the way stuff's you know changed. Um, you you mentioned the oil wrestling. You ready to go to that? Yeah, let's go to that. Now I just wanted to hit the grand prize winner of the orgasm contest. Was they won a bar tab or something? And didn't they? Uh, yeah, bar tab. I was trying to remember. There was one prize that we did for one of those gross contests, and they ended up going together. Yeah, because there was a tie. I don't remember which one. The oil was it oil or mud? I thought it was pudding or something. It might have been probably mud. I'm Maybe talking about oil. the one that we did. It was a former Pizza Hut. Where somebody got shot after we left that night. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember what kind of... But it was oil or mud one. First off, I was amazed by the turnout. Like, I, I that at that time, that was along the lines of a wet t-shirt contest. It's a it, huge turnout for that place at that time. It had come and gone along the lines of like a Mother Fletcher's where it was just... Yeah, that was like a 70s, 80s thing. But they, you know, they brought it back this one particular night. But then you got Spartanburg, where the seventies and eighties are still in style. Oh, but guess what? Our the the landlord says we can't do this uh, inside because of whatever parameters he had, or you, you didn't want to get put. In I everywhere. think it was too many people. They didn't, they couldn't accommodate that many people inside, so they moved out of the parking lot. They had a DJ, and I mean, like yeah. it was a it was it was great, it was a huge event. But they had to For move. What it was. The uh, the mud wrestling or pudding wrestling, whatever it was, into the yard, uh-huh. which was right by the sidewalk, which was six feet socially distance away from the uh, the highway. Yeah. So I would, you'd be standing there if a good eighteen wheeler'd come by, it'd blow your hair back. Oh yeah, it would. I was scared for their safety. I was, I was afraid one of them was going to suplex the other one in the freaking Asheville Highway. Right by a huge highway, right by a huge like uh, the biggest traffic circle in North America probably for years. Yeah. That that didn't bother me at all. There was no like you know, no nakedness, none of that. Yeah. If women want to wrestle in mud or, or, or you know wrestle in anything, I have no issues with that. Yeah. When you think mud wrestling, you think about like movies you've seen or oil wrestling, like an old school. You're where, my boy, where, blue. Where blue dies. Yeah. But then it, the reality of it is that no, you've been to a tough man contest and. Some badass redneck chicks are going to come out here and try to whoop somebody's ass at, at oil wrestling and mud wrestling. Did they it ever, always happens. Did they ever do tough women contests? Yeah, yeah. And really? not just Foxy Boxing either, because we've done that before, too. Okay, that's one that I have very limited remembrance of. That means I must have teetotaled. I don't remember the name of the place, but I want to say it might have been Rolex or something, because a watch, like a picture of a watch pops into my mind when I say it. You think in a club Armatron? Uh, maybe, maybe it might have been Timex Weekender, man. I don't know. Maybe it was Club Seiko. But yeah, it was over by the uh, by the downtown airport in Greenville, which yes. is mainly famous for Ric Flair flying in and out of it a bunch of times. But uh, it was it was over there in an old warehouse building, kind of near the Blind Horse Saloon, like around the corner from it. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, it was uh, a more kind of urban themed bar than we usually got booked at, right? Honestly, and. Uh, we wound up over there for Foxy Boxing a yeah, couple of times. Yeah, they spelled it with three X's, the Foxy and yeah. the Boxing. Yeah, and the thing I remember most about it, this was the girls in the in the, the, the little makeshift boxing ring wearing the big inflatable gloves. That part I remember. The boppums or whatever they call them, the big inflatable boxing gloves, yeah. and just going at it, Foxy Boxing, kind of scantily clad, like lingerie and boxing and that stuff. And it still hurt because we hit each other with them. And, I mean, it's still, it's a forceful Beach ball hitting you in the head pretty hard. Yeah, well, it's uh, not everybody who listening who's listening to this has ever been punched real hard in the head, probably. But some of you, you have, try it. and maybe you'll understand what I'm saying by this. As a person who's been punched in the head really, really hard several times, I would much rather get punched in the head with your bare fist than with a boxing glove on your hand, because that boxing glove gives me a concussive blow and just sucks. 
you got a concussion from this show. Yeah. Or, well, not this show. Oh, a boxing glove, but that, he probably would have killed me with that one. But no, I'd rather be just hit with a, just, a, just a bare fist and a boxing glove. Because that boxing glove, that concussive blow of the boxing glove is just, man, it'll scramble your brains worse than just getting hit. You know, I've never taken a face shot. Yeah, the, really? Uh, no. I'm talking about punching, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. How dare you? That, Not, of course. Well, the other. No, I've never been punched about that. I've been slapped, certainly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I've never been punched in the face. Yeah. The hardest punch I ever took was right to the sternum. Like, that's maybe even how I learned what that body part was that's called. a bad place to get hit, yeah, too. Yeah, not, 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 that's the first time Come I ever on. knocked the, my breath had been taken away. Yeah, like, oh. Second time was when I played doorman. Somebody hit you in the sternum, like, you're a dick for that. Yeah, man. It's like, I almost thought it was a heart punch, so I realized it was over there. It just sucks, yeah. yeah it hurt like oh, hell. man. Your soul escapes your body a little bit when you get hit right in the sternum, right in the good one in the in the solar plexus. You had on headgear too when you got punched in the head. I did, I did. But the thing I remember best about the Foxy Boxing is that again, not many people showed up. Because it's probably not, not it's probably not the best. We probably were not the best people to book, and that club probably wasn't the best place to have that event in particular. No. Um, but that's just a combination of things. So not many people showed up. But I remember that uh, at the time, uh, a lady who worked with us, her daughter worked part-time in our promotions department. Her daughter wound up doing the Foxy Boxing. Yeah. And it's not that they tried, hey, we need somebody to do it because they had some good wanted She to. wanted to. And then she kept going back and doing it again and again after that when they kept having it and we weren't appearing at all of them. She kept going to all of them to Foxy Box. She turned out to be Layla Ali. She, no. No, it wasn't no. her. It wasn't her at all. No. No, that was... Uh, Again, that that didn't bother me. If two, you know, again, the women who got up there to do the fake orgasms or the girls who went wild, they were 21, by the way, oh, 21 yeah. and up. Yeah. It wasn't even, I, in my mind, you had to be 18. No, the the fake orgasm contest, 21 and up establishment, Foxy Boxing, 21 and up place. carded and all that yeah. stuff. It, to me, it's like the, the if two women get in there and want to wrestle around or do all that stuff, that's fine. But when, I don't know, it's just, it, it made me feel creepy. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, and then, you know, there's often been those uh, events where, like, let's say a concert. I remember one, definitely don't name it, uh, a festival that we appeared at. And they had us at the festival. Let's say the gates do- gates opened at 6. Dude, yeah, this was just last summer. <laughs> it's okay. It ain't coming back. They had you us remember there. how many people showed up? It ain't coming back. They had us there from 4 to 6. Yeah. And around 5.30, uh, the, the promoter or whatever comes up and he didn't even say it but you know from doing this long enough he's like i thought y'all drew numbers where's your people at or whatever well brett michaels drew numbers and like dude the gates ain't open yet these are just vendors walking around coming up a guy even brought us eyes because he didn't have any yeah like you, you i mean you thought we drew numbers i think there's more people here to see us than there are to see sebastian bach later that was the one yeah no your whole crowd is the bands on the side stage Remember the time and we, their almost, we almost fried ourselves in the parking lot? Well, th- that was last year, too. But yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, that music festival, too, was at a big farm out in a big open field. Yeah. Well, it's right near, uh, right, right near a lake. Big lake. It was right near Hartwell. Mm-hmm. Man, it was so hot and so muggy that day. It was last summer, not 2020, but 2019. That was a hot summer, bro. <laughs> it well, yeah, sucked. Yeah. That's why that the, day was brutal, but not the worst day of the year. We had two days, I think, were worse than that day. That one festival you're mentioning, the, the vendors uh, actually brought us ice because uh, our company or whoever dropped off beer for us, Yeah, but just hot beer on a hot day sitting there with no ice. Yeah, no ice to be found anywhere. Oh, so yeah, our, uh, our, our, our appearance out there, the gates, I think, opened at five. We started at four, and the show started at six when, we were, when we were done. 
So the show started when we were finished, and a couple of local bands played a little early just mm-hmm. because they had enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, man, the, 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 the frying in the parking lot was rough. That was at a beer festival. It was in the parking lot of a shopping mall, big indoor shopping mall. But yeah. instead, in, in August in South Carolina, we decided to do it in, in the parking lot. On the blackest of blacktops. Yeah, this is a fresh blacktop. So here we are on about 50 square acres of blacktop in the bacon-ass sun in the middle of a Saturday afternoon wishing for death. Actually, not wishing for it. It was stalking us. It was there. Yeah. That's one of those there. days where you can just see the heat, the, 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 the heat waves coming up off the pavement. You just see it. Oh, man, it was one of those. It was like Texas hot, but with extra Carolina humidity. I wish I could remember the P1 that, that worked uh, within that organization. And she said, you guys need anything? You need any water? You, you need any sunscreen? We need to go inside and do this event indoors. All right. And that's another thing. I, I referenced uh, the being hot and the, the only alternative uh, for quenching its beer. Uh, Which don't work. No, man. Like, just makes you drink more beer to dehydrate in the hospital. Freaking Smashing Pumpkins that time we saw them. It was so hot and beer was like a dollar a cup. And I, I have a picture of us standing there and I have like 12 cups. And I wasn't drunk because the minute I drink it, I'd sweat it all out. It's that mountain hot. Mountain hot's bad heat too, man. Oh, my God. Very, hum- very humid in Asheville. I was pouring sweat listening to Billy Corgan play live. Nine on my left. Christian Leitner on my right. Yep. What a night. Yep, that was fun. What a night. That was a fun time. He kept spilling beer all over me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never watched that shirt. But yeah, man, that, that that beer festival parking lot might have been the hottest gig we ever did in all these years. I don't remember a time I was ever hotter, more comfortable, and just wanted to leave more than at that gig, because that, that was about the longest two hours of my life. When you were doing the, uh, the Monday Night Football events at uh the strip club mm-hmm. gentleman's club yeah uh it was uh what 10 to 12 uh 10 to 12 9 to 11 something like that yeah did you make friends with any of the not that i'm thinking you had any sexual anything but like did you make buddies with any of the strippers or did you even have to get on stage and say hey it's nine from the rise guys hey what's up guys on those monday night football they didn't really want me to do anything like that i never had a microphone i just go in and basically sit around for two hours and Hey, can I? Is there anything I can do? No, I'm just here to hang out. I couldn't find anything for me to do. But yeah, I, I did uh, get acquainted with a few of the strippers. Um, I'm still Facebook friends with several of them. Did so they tell you their stories? Real decent people. You know what? The ones I talked to are the ones who didn't have those stories. I would, man. I, I wouldn't want to know. I mean, I'm not passing. I look. I know some of you get in and get out. Oh, I, I would not want to hear the stories. Yeah, the, but yeah, and the ones who have those stories, I'm not going to talk to them. It's not the, anything personal. I just don't have the capacity to take on anybody's drama. Yeah. Yeah, so I just, I don't really talk to anybody about their drama, really. I don't talk to you about mine. Don't talk to me about yours. We're fine. You know what's crazy is uh, talking about strippers. Um, I know someone that went on, I, I've told you this story, Jim, that uh, a, a guy that went on, he moved to Myrtle Beach when they had a, uh, I think a year-round, maybe seasonal male review. Mm-hmm. He became a male stripper. He's always a yeah. good-shaped guy. Um, and I later found out he was very gay, and he, because uh, he told me, and he says, like, 80% of male strippers are gay. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and I didn't ask him this, but I'll ask you this, not that you'll know, but you have some friends that are strippers. How is it that a, a guy can be gay and go dance for women and stuff and get engorged? I mean, I don't know. This is a performance. 
I guess if anybody's touching you or uh, slapping it around. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Let's try. I'm a blindfold. But I don't think it's common for like a, a dude dancing on stage to, to be engorged while he's doing it, right? No, no, no. I think that's only the dancing bear videos. You can't really dance with that going on. They don't really put up a towel and the lady goes to town on him? No, <laughs> no. Um... Before we uh, we have to wrap this up, and we got a few minutes. Oh, here I had to more talk stripper about. questions. Well, we we you got go for it. Well, I will save for episode seventeen. Okay, I wanted to talk about a gig that you might have forgot all about because this one's been over ten years ago. It's probably about two thousand nine, maybe two thousand eight. Okay, could have been twenty ten. I don't remember. Mm. You might remember the year when I say it. It's the one gig we never got paid for. Even now, we never got paid for. Oh, it. I, dude, I see that bald some bitch. He's gonna know about it. That that was yes, I remember that. For so many different reasons. Because it was in the woods in, in, in a little town called Ennery at a motocross track in the middle of the damn woods. Is Everything around us was just dirt bike paths in the red mud in the woods. Yeah. And it was, uh, it, it was a, a, a pain a, in the ass. A heavy metal festival. Mm-hmm. And it was a pain in the ass for all the bands. It was in Carolina. It was one of the worst run gigs I've ever seen in my entire life as far as. None of the bands got paid. Most of them didn't even get to play. Because the stage was a porch. The time wasn't budgeted. The stage was a porch. Um, they did have a food truck because you had a buddy that you told about it, and he went out there to try to make He might have been the only dude who made any money that night. What's up, Ruben? Yeah, he probably did better on that gig than yeah. anybody else because the bands lost time and money. We, we lost good. time and money. We had free barbecue from Ruben, and, uh, and, and the guy who put the show on lost his ass, too. He didn't pay anybody and still lost his ass. How did He's he? How did he sidestep us? Like I don't remember that. I, I was sober because I know uh, I re- remember that night specifically because I went out afterwards and I didn't know that night. Well, he quit coming around after that. That's but that a, night, we is we're not known to leave without payment. No, we're not, and I, I don't think we have. Uh, we have in a situation like that, we haven't left without payment since then. But that night, I think we just it sucked, and we wanted to leave, and we couldn't find him, so eventually we left. We said we'll we'll catch him out. Yeah, I haven't seen him since. No, I haven't. That was the last night I physically saw him, and he used to really come around a lot and try to be buddies and stuff. I remember his first and last name. Now. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I did too. But yeah, that was the, the last time I saw him, and and he used to come around a lot, and I haven't seen him in in, in uh, over ten years because he stiffed us on that. That's what made it miserable too. Well, it was miserable before we got. It was miserable being there before we got stiffed on the payment. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah. Now you, see, I hate forgetting that I'm mad at somebody and then finding out that I'm mad at him and getting mad at him again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In my mind, that didn't happen, and it brought it up again. Well, you son wants, of a bitch! If he wants to pay us for that now, we'll accept payment all these years later. Inflation, though. I could. I mean, I just take the flat rate now. I could use it. Did he get the company flat rate or our flat rate? I don't know. We work cheaper off the book. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. At O Matthew at New Wave. Yep. Easy as that, man. Easy as that. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think if there are any other. I know there are more bad gigs. I mean, just in terms of standing in hot parking lots many times over the years, in terms of uh, back when we used to do stuff at, at car lots, a lot of times people wouldn't show up and it'd be real hot and it'd just be real. You'd be, just be bored for two hours. But yeah, I can't remember any. I'm sure I, I think of one if you give me enough time. But right now, off the top of my head, I can't think of another one that just outright sucked all the way around. There was a cell phone uh, store remote that we did uh, appearance uh, many years ago, uh, and we got there, and the line was out, and we were like, oh, man, this is... I, I walked in feeling like a million bucks. Oh, yeah. And then realized that people were in line to get some kind of free phone, and they never even came to our table. Yeah. 
Yeah, they all wanted a free phone. Yeah, and I remember sitting there with like the the our our rep and the the company's rep. Uh, oh, I can hear crickets right now, mm-hmm. and uh, them saying, "Man, like we didn't really need y'all here, did we?" Yeah, that that was pretty embarrassing. But yeah. that that was that was early. That was the days of. I still get it sometimes, but I haven't felt that way in a long time because we haven't had any appearances. But that that angst of getting there and saying, "Oh God, I hope people show up." Please I guess, show up. I guess the only other ones that really stand out as as really bad were back when we used to do the golf tournaments, like the first few, where it would be on a Friday. So we'd be uh, we'd be well back then the show started at five thirty in the morning instead of six. So, so dumb. So we'd be here at five o'clock in the morning. We'd be on the air from five thirty to ten or whatever, and then we'd uh, we'd run out to the golf course. Uh, wherever it was, with somewhere within twenty or thirty minutes of the radio station, mm-hmm. usually a, a decent course, not a real good, decent, but not not great. Um, so we'd go out to the golf course, and then we would have to be at the golf course the entire tournament. And our tournaments were always a damn drunken nightmare, big time. Not just a drunken mess, a drunken nightmare. I mean, people are out there just just tanked, like passed out on the golf cart, like passed out on the grass. Yes. Yeah, it's as bad as any golf tournament you've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Just it, Nobody's there to play golf. They're all there to get ripped, and they all did it before lunchtime, and they were only halfway done then, because the tournament kicked off about 10 o'clock, uh, or maybe 11, because we had to get out there and kick it off. So it'd kick off 10, 30, 11 o'clock after we arrived, and then these guys would be playing golf, because they're I mean, usually 18 holes of golf, three or four hours long. Oh, yeah. Well, these guys, five or six hours because they're drunk as piss. <laughs> and it was usually pretty hot and pretty long and pretty boring for a lot Everybody of the time. Everybody asking where the Bev cart was. Yeah, because there's one or two Bev carts going around. And all these guys, are just, they're there to drink and maybe play a little golf. And then we'd have this award ceremony or whatever at the at the golf course, a little wrap-up thing there with the leaderboards and whatnot. And then the Well, we would few, have to straighten up and get ready to get on a live microphone in front of all the sponsors and clients and management. Yeah, so we do that little thing. And then for the first few years, we had golf oh, tournaments. Oh, God. Then after all that, so this is... We've been on the air. This is one day. We've been, we got to work at 5. The golf tournament wraps up 5 or 6 o'clock. We're lucky to get the award stuff done by 7 o'clock. And then, then we've got to go to an after party at a bar party. for two or three hours after that. And then that winds up being a work day that started at 5 o'clock in the morning and ends at 10 p.m. And from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., the only thing there was to do was drink and eat. The show Mike and Molly. And what's sweat. That, and what's be that guy's name? The Mike, uh, Mike and Mike and Molly. Uh, Billy Gardell. Billy Gardell. Yeah. Comedian the, Billy Gardell. The one I remember, got to work at 5 a.m. that day, went and did the whole golf tournament, did the award ceremony, gave out the trophies. We even gave it a dead-ass last, which was a, a golden uh, a donkey. Hell yeah, it was. And then rush it over- It was real gold. It was plastic. To the after party, where it wasn't just a little meet and greet, have a few drinks, some uh, some small plates, some tapas, some apps. No, big-ass parking lot party with a stage and a comedian. With a comedian that we then have to, once again, introduce, which, oh, it's not hard work, but it's like, are you here to party? You're here to party. Yeah. And then I remember getting home, walking in the door, looking at the clock. I'll never forget. It was 10 till 1. Yeah. And I said- You've been at work since five a.m. I got to get up in three hours. Yeah, because that was a that was a Thursday into Friday. Yeah, some of those tournaments were on Thursdays. You're absolutely right. And then you, by the time you get home, I mean, you might as well just sit down for a few minutes, go to sleep for a little bit, get up, get ready, and go do it again. 
man, that was rough. And even when they were on Fridays was hard because, again, it's just so long. And the only thing there is to do is sit in the sun and, and, and drink. Remember when we would Whew. do the weekly tournaments? That's when— the, Wacky Wednesday, man. That's when greed took over, man. It's oh, like, yes. oh, we're going to do one tournament? No, we're going to do two tournaments here. No, we're going to do one a week. Yeah. And they would be on— Nine whole tournaments every Wednesday night. Yeah. And, dude, that was another one where they decided, oh, the sun's going down earlier. We'll use glow balls. Yeah. And you remember the guy who sat going down that hill? I remember it like it was yesterday. And it, it was the hilliest golf course you ever seen. I mean, as far as not knowing if the, the cart's going to make it up the path or not. Or the brakes were going to work. It was every, I mean, it, the whole thing was just these giant steep hills on a nine-hole golf course. Anybody ever do anything with that? Is that just still sitting dormant? It's just still over there overgrown, as far as I know. This guy's got starts going, and I found out later he did it on purpose. I had mm-hmm. no idea at the time. He starts going down that hill. Is a P1 starts going down the hill. I'm thinking, oh, that, those brakes aren't going to work. No, he doesn't have the brakes down. He has pedal to the metal. Just drives off into the lake. Yeah, and sinks the golf cart. Yeah. Well, one time we had one where some kids who lived stole in the, the neighborhood stole the golf cart, and then a few days later they found the, the golf cart. People found it floating in a pond, and they tried to argue it was our fault we because they catching. couldn't keep up with their golf carts. Boy, that's that was that was. I was very angry that day. I'm very pissed, man. One of the one of the angriest days of my life. Like it isn't in no way my responsibility to keep up with your golf clubs, golf carts. And I didn't I didn't pour a single beer for anyone other than myself. Never, day. never. No, if I got beer, I'm drinking it. It was the the, the teenagers and the and it's always going to yeah. be the teenagers. But that hilly nine hole course, remember that's the one where oh man, it was the same uh, this the same promotions girl. Uh, who did the foxy boxing? Got she was riding shotgun in a golf cart that went around a bend <laughs> and it flipped over. And this dude weighed about three fifty, fell right on top of her. Yeah, the guy with the bad teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to have video of that on an old phone. Yeah, man, I was that videoing was, it for some reason. Having to catch it, it live. Yes. Yeah, that was great. Oh my god! <laughs> and you know what? She the, was okay. The funny thing is, wasn't injured. We hate golf. Yeah, like we had our own tournaments by by yearly, yearly, and then weekly, and hated the hell out of it. Yeah, I mean, I like riding around in golf carts, but I that don't was care it. for golf at all. If it, if we were all walking, then hmm. yeah, I mean, I got a bad back. I can't swing a golf club. Oh my, I got, yeah. Good and Dickies, though. Thank you. Thank really you. do. Jimmy, this is again. I I enjoy the hell out of this. Don't you tell management, but I I, I would talk to you for free. Well, you know what? I would talk to you for free. I appreciate that, man. I really do. Uh, Do us a favor, if you would. If you enjoy the podcast, please uh, go and review it. And this is what we really need. We see the things y'all retweet and share and all this stuff. Just share this out. Say, hey, I enjoy this. Give it a listen. Yeah. That really would be very, very appreciated by uh, myself and uh, Jimmy JJ. Give us a share. Give us a positive review. If you like it, tell people you like it. We'd love to hear from them. If you don't like what we're doing, you keep your opinion to yourself. Yeah. Just keep downloading it. Don't listen to it. Keep your opinions to yourself. That's right. Uh, Nine, I I appreciate you. I enjoyed today's show. I appreciate you. I enjoyed today's show. I thank uh, you for for doing this with me. I thank everyone for listening, for their support. Yes. Uh, We'll catch you next time on episode 17 of After Hours with the Rise Guys. Alright. Get out. Time to close the doors on another episode of After Hours with the Rise Guys. Subscribe on Radio.com and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Pass it around to your family and friends and other P1s. Thanks for listening. See you next time.
Yeah. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 